0: Incidents in a Retired Life by Frederick William Shelton. From Little Masterpieces of American Wit and Humor, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dale Grothman. Incidents in a Retired Life by Frederick William Shelton last year i had a solitary peach upon a solitary tree for the early frost frustrated the delicious crop this only one which from its golden color might be entitled eldorado i watched with fear and trembling from day to day patiently waiting for the identical time when i should boy it carefully in my hand that its pulp should not be bruised tear off its thin peel Admonished that the time had come By a gradual releasing of the fruit From its adhesion to the stem And I appointed the next day For the ceremonial of plucking The morrow dawned As bright a day As ever dawned upon the earth And on a near approach I found it still there And said, with chuckling gratification There is some delicacy in thieves Alas! On reaching it someone had taken a large bite out of the ripest cheek, but with a sacrilegious witticism had left it sticking to the stem. The detestable prints of the teeth which bit it were still in it, and a wasp was gloating at its core. Had he taken the whole peach, I should have vented my feelings in a violence of indignation unsuited to the balmy garden but as he was joker enough to bite only the sunny side i must forgive him as one who has some element of salvation in his character because he is disposed to look at the bright side of things what is a peach a mere globe of succulent and delicious pulp which i would rather be deprived of than cultivate bad feelings even toward thieves wherever you find rogues whose deeds involve a saline element of wit, make up your mind that they are no rogues. Up the river. This morning the Shanghai hen laid another egg, of a rich brunette complexion, which we took away, and replaced by a common vulgar egg, intended to reserve the Shanghais in a cool place until the time of incubation very much amused was I with the sequel the proud and haughty superiority of the breed manifest itself by detecting the cheat and resenting the insult Shang and ang flew at the suppositus egg with the utmost indignation and pecked it to bits scratching the remnants of the shell from the nest there is one peculiarity of these fowl which deserves to be mentioned when i removed mine from the basket i thought that the worthy donor had clipped their wings to prevent them from flying away or scaling the henry on further knowledge i have learned that their style and fashion is that of the jacket sleeve and bobtail coat their eminent domesticity is clearly signified by this because they cannot get over an ordinary fence and would not if they could it is because they have no disposition to do this that nature has cropped them of their superfluous wings and given them a plumage suitable to their desires their sober wishes never learn to stray they often come to the kitchen but never go abroad to associate with the common fowls but remain at home in a dignified retirement another thing remarkable and quite renowned about this is the oriental courtesy and politeness of the cock if you throw a piece of bread he waits till the hen helps herself first and often carries it to her in his own beak the feathered people in the east and those not feathered are far superior to ours in those elaborate and delightful forms of manners which add a charm and zest to life This has been from the days of Abraham until now. There are no common people in these realms. All are polite, and the very roosters illustrate the best principles laid down in any book of etiquette. Book of Etiquette What is conventionalism without an inborn sense? Can any man or beast be taught to be mechanically polite? Not at all. Not at all. I have received a present of a pair of Cochin Chinas, a superb cock, and a dun-colored hen. I put them with my other fowl in the cellar, to protect them, for a short time, from the severity of the weather. My Shanghai rooster had for several nights been housed there, for on one occasion when the cold was snapping he was discovered under the lee of the stone wall, standing on one leg, taking no notice of the approach of any one and nearly gone when brought in he backed up against a red-hot kitchen stove and burnt his tail off before this he had no feathers in the rear to speak of and now he was bob-tailed indeed and sewed upon him a jacket of carpet and put him in a tea-box for the night and it was ludicrous on the next morning to see him lifting up his head above the square prison box and crowing lustily to greet the day but before breakfast time he had a dreadful fit he retreated against the wall he fell upon his side he kicked and he carried on but when the carpet was taken off he came to himself and ate corn with a voracious appetite his indisposition was no doubt occasioned by a rush of blood to the head from the tightness of the bandages when the shanghai and the cochin met together in the cellar they enacted in that dusky hole all the barbarities of a profane cockpit i heard a sound as if from the tumbling of barrels followed by a dull thumping noise like spirit rappings, and went below where the first object which caught my eye was a mouse creeping along the beam out of an excavation of my pineapple cheese as for the fowls instead of a salutation after the respectful manner of their country which is expressed thus shang knocks knees with cochin bows three times touches the ground and makes obeisance. they were engaged in a bloody fight unworthy of celestial poultry with their heads down eyes flashing and red as vipers and with a feathery frill or ruffle around their necks they were leaping at each other to see who should hold dominion over the ash heap It put me exactly in mind of two Scythians, or two Greeks in America, where each wished to be considered the only Scythian, or the only Greek in the country. A contest or emulation is at all times highly animating, and full of zest, whether two scholars write, two athletes strive, two boilers strain, or two cocks fight. Every lazy dog in the vicinity is immediately at hand. I looked on until I saw the Shanghai's peepers darken, and his comb streaming with blood. These birds contended for some days after for preeminence on the lawn, and no flinching could be observed on either part, although the Shanghai was by one-third the smaller of the two. At last the latter was thoroughly mortified. His eyes wavered and wandered vaguely as he stood opposite the foe. He turned tail and ran. From that moment, he became the verest coward and submitted to every indignity without attempting to resist He suffered himself to be chased about the lawn Fled from the Indian meal and was almost starved Such submission on his part at last resulted in peace and the two rivals walked side by side without fighting and Ate together with a mutual concession of the corn this in turn engendered a degree of presumption on the part of the shanghai cock and one day when the dew sparkled and the sun shone particularly bright he so far forgot himself as to ascend a hillock and venture on a tolerable triumphant crow it showed a lack of judgment his cockadoodle dew proved fatal scarcely had he done so when the coach in china rushed upon him tore out his feathers and flogged him so severely that it was doubtful whether he would remain with us. Now, alas, he presents a sad spectacle his comb frozen off, his tail burnt off, and his head knocked to a jelly. While the corn jingles in the throats of his compeers when they eagerly snap it, as if they were eating from a pile of shilling pieces or fivepenny pieces, he stands aloof and grubs in the ground how changed up the river a clergyman was very anxious to introduce some hymn books into the church and arranged with his clerk that the latter was to give out notice immediately after the sermon the clerk however had a notice of his own to give out with reference to the baptism of infants accordingly at the close of the sermon he rose and announced that all those who have children who they wish to have baptized please send in their names at once to the clerk the clergyman who was stone deaf assumed that the clerk was giving out the hymn-book notice and immediately rose and said and i should say for the benefit of those who haven't any that they may be obtained at the vestry any day from three to four o'clock the ordinary little ones are one shilling each and the special ones with the red backs are one shilling and fourpence. The End of Incidents in a Retired Life by Frederick William Shelton